Blog Talk Radio. He originally made up. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad y'all are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Reconnect my heart Or you can go to our chat room Actually our chat room is down The devil been trying to work on Destroying this uh, Podcast Whatever you want to call it But I thank God that the show must go on Right now our chat room Is down But you are welcome to Catch me on Facebook live We're live Matter of fact there are some that are 
with me right now. I see Bridget Prater. I see my niece, Tiara Prater. Love you, sweetie. I thank God for you all uh, tuning in. We want to make sure that, that everybody knows that you're able to catch me on Facebook Live. Just in case you can't call or you don't want to call, know you can catch me on Facebook Live. Uh, right now, I'm able to read some of the comments. But uh, if you all, if you do want to be online, if you do want to be on the air, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. You can also um, ask your questions, leave your comments, or if you'd like to send a prayer request. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, True Believers, Tabernacle Church, where our senior pastor, Pastor Otis Logan. If you're ever in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in, and thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. I've been having technical difficulties But In spite of we're going to go on And hey I believe being old school where Phones won't fail us (laughs) But I want y'all to think about this Society tells Guys, to stand up and be a man. But how can we expect them to stand up and be a man when they've never been taught how to be a man? So on today's show, this is the first of three episodes as we are approaching Father's Day. We would like to discuss about being a man, the effects of an absent or an inactive man in society, the tools to help men to become the men that God called for them to be, and much more in the episode called Where Are the Real Men? That's one of the things that we want to talk about today, and this is, we we want to make sure that we keep the focus where we're we're acknowledging some of the things that uh, we may have dealt with as men. Uh, we want to make sure that we address some things, but also the main thing we want to do is talk about things we could be able to help. Now, of course, we're going to acknowledge some things. We're going to acknowledge some of our mistakes. We're going to acknowledge some things. But also what we want to do, we want to make sure ultimately – what can we do to help, to help society, to help, most importantly, for us as men to be the men that God called for us to be? So like I said, on this week, next week, and the week after that, which will be Father's Day, we want to talk about the male. We want to really just chime in for us to be able to just even be transparent and talk about some things where, we can be able to really just be the men that God called for us to be and for us to stand up, stand up and be the men that God called for us to be. I, I can't emphasize that enough. You know, um, 
I may have an idea for this guy to reach his potential, but I'm not the creator. I don't know him. I may have what I may see what he should do, but it may not be the thing that God wants him to do. I may have a general idea, but no matter what, it's actually his responsibility to make sure that he's able to hear from God. But in order for him to hear from God, he must be taught how to hear from God or how to be able to be able to have that communication with God. I think a lot of times we tell people, and I've, I've, I've heard this so many times where we tell people, well, you know, uh, you need to give it to God or, you know, uh, just, just, just pray about it. But we never tell them how to give it to God. We never help them to be able to identify God's voice. We just tell them what we need to do well, what they should do. And we just kind of, Leave it up to them to do it. But real love will require us to mentor, to be there, to help. If you think about it, from the time that a person is in the kindergarten on up to the 12th grade and then on up to college, they may have textbooks. But even with having textbooks, the important thing that we have to realize is not only them having the textbook, but someone to be able to mentor them or help them, which called teachers or in college professors. But no, no student is in a class without a teacher. So when it comes down to the secular, they have teachers or educators or professors. But when it comes down to the spiritual side, the Christianity, a lot of times we just tell them, hey, we throw a Bible to them, but not mentor, not help them. And it's our responsibility to be able to help one another, to be able to have a personal relationship with God so that way they can be able to know in detail the specific thing that God has for them to be or to do. So it's our responsibility. Are you your brother's keeper? Yes, you are. And you know what? Somebody kept me. And so in knowing that somebody kept me is my responsibility to keep someone else. So I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. Y'all have to excuse me. We had service, and I do want to acknowledge, um, even pertaining to um, what a real man at, uh, I was with one a few minutes ago, um, my father. My father, my father, uh, we had an appreciation for him at his church, and um, you know, I, I was so honored to be able to not just speak, but to be able to be in the presence of my father, and for us to be able to have some beautiful words to him, especially during this crucial time. <clears throat> so, I do want to acknowledge that. So, if y'all see me sweating or whatever, then just pay no mind to it. But there's a couple of things I do want to I do want to bring up. <clears throat> First of all, one of the main things I have to look at this society, we need men to stand up and be acknowledged, but also we need the men to be able to stand up and get the business. We got we got a lot of work that we got to do. Right now, every time I look in the streets, I always see some guys walking, guys walking around, and they have a pants sagging down. And this is the funny thing about it. I've seen a lot of guys walking around with their pants sagging down, 
but they have right beside them some female. Some female. Sometimes a female with a baby. The woman is holding the baby, but the guy walking around sometimes with a blunt, sometimes with a 40 ounce. But you get another guy that may have, you know, a nice attire on. Sometimes that guy that has the pants sagging down is the main one to get the attention of a young lady. But then there are others that may talk like he been to school. Or talk I say they say it like this, talk like he got some sense. But the main thing, mm, well 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 you know, uh he act too bougie. Uh uh he he's too nice. I've heard that. Or uh, uh uh he he you know, I don't relate to him. But the one that's pants sagging down, the one that got tattoos all over his face. That's the main ones. Oh, you know, he he just you know he just misunderstood. You know, uh, but you know, um, y'all gotta know him. No, we as men have to start teaching these young guys, and also even some of the guys that are our age. We gotta start teaching them what the responsibility of being a man is. We gotta we gotta help them to understand the apparel of a man, the appearance of a man. The appearance of a man is important. You know what we gotta think about. Don't you know? Right now, in society, a lot of times the reason why society is failing is because of the failure of men. It ain't because of the failure of women. It's the failure of men. We. As men are supposed to be the head or the leaders, this is not mean men being dictators. No, this is men being coverers, protectors. Now, we're going to talk about fathers later on uh, next week and week after this. But right now, we're talking about men. Men that are pro- providers and protectors don't have to be your biological father. It could be a man that's in society, men in your neighborhood that you look up to. It might be the man in the in your neighborhood, man that's in the streets that may be there to be able to help you with some type of advice, some type of counsel. Cause not every not every guy know who their father is. Not every guy have a relationship with their father. So sometimes, not just pertaining to those who may be within the family, but sometimes it may be that neighborhood man, it may be that uncle, maybe that that guy that's always watering his yard, that's watching over the neighborhood. He's watching the yard. He's taking care of the yard, but what he's doing, he's also taking care of the neighborhood. And so that's the one that may be watching. He's he wanted to observe and understand who's coming into the neighborhood. Y'all just think he knows it. No, he's observing. He cares about not just his yard, not just his house, but he cares about his community, his neighborhood. He's watching. He want to make sure that there's nobody there that's going to bring harm within his neighborhood. Because on his watch, he understands his role. His role and responsibility, a real man, responsibility is not just himself, but it's those that he's connected to. And so back in the day, when someone was new moving into the neighborhood, we would often we would often look at who that person was. We would go and introduce ourselves to that person. But right now, a lot of times, what happens? Well, you know, I'm gonna mind my own business. No, no, no. We need to go back. We need to go back 
to the way things used to be, where people were concerned about one another, where neighbors were able to go to each other's house and say, hey, look here, can I borrow some sugar? And then the next week, you know what? Not only I'm going to give you some sugar, but also I'm going to give you some butter. So we got to start knowing who our surroundings are. But a man, a real man, for us to be able to start looking at, you know what, that man right there, every time I would wake up, I would see him. When I was growing up, I would see that uh, that neighbor, and he would go out there every night and go up there and make sure that, look here, he would just walk around. He might be in his uh, in his night clothes, but he would walk around to make sure, hey, look here, if there was somebody that looked like they don't need to be in the neighborhood, Sometimes, well, it used to be where you could actually go up to a person, but now in this day and time, you just have to call the police. So it used to be where people were concerned. It used to be where men were the ones that protected the neighborhood. Neighborhood watch were the men. But now because of society, a lot of the men, they locked up. You know, so we have to help the men to understand that you're more than just a number. You're more than just some um, some statistics. We need the men, not just in the home, we need the men in the community, in the neighborhood. I'm so tired of seeing the, the guys in a corner drunk, high, passed out, doped up. Where are the real men at? You know, I had an encounter a couple of days ago. There was a guy um, that knew that I worked for the sheriff's department, and it seemed like every time somebody see me in my uniform, they kind of want to give their excuse of why they have their, uh, why they've been incarcerated or whatever. And I always tell people, hey, man, look here, I don't even care. They ain't in my business why you've been incarcerated. I, I really don't care. But apparently this person had um, had the reasoning or had the desire to share with me why they were locked up, you know. And all I hear a lot of time, a lot of us, we make excuses for our failures. We want to make excuses. Well, you know, the police, you know, he, he stopped, you know, he gave me a ticket for no reason. He, he you know, he, he wanted to search me. Okay, well, well my, my headlight was out. But still, so what? You know, he couldn't let me go and go. But he wanted to. He wanted to check me out. He asked for my ID. Why you stop me? Cause I'm black. Man, look here. First and foremost, your light was out. Okay, take that. If your light wasn't out, then you wouldn't have been a, an attraction. But even if our lights were not out, don't you know by law they have a reason to stop us. You know, even if they did a random check, so what? We as men, no offense to the young ladies, but right now I want to talk to my brothers. Not brothers, not just pertaining to black. I want to talk to my blacks, my white, and my Hispanics, my Oriental. I want to talk to the men. From this point on, let's start doing a self-analysis on ourselves. If there's anything that we're doing that's causing us to get into trouble, how do we stop? Let's quit the blame game. You know, if he hadn't have been, if he hadn't had his light out, then what if the police would have stopped him anyway? But if they, if that would have prevented him 
from getting a ticket because his light being out, if his light wasn't out, then even if the police would have stopped him and checked him out, hey, look here, you can check. I ain't got nothing. But what do we do a lot of times? We make excuses. Sometimes we got things on us. And when we get caught, we don't want to own up to our mistake. We want to blame somebody else. Well, you know, uh, you know, think, you know, we got to do what we got to do. And I do understand that there are some guys, they may have records. And you know what? Sometimes it is hard. It is hard for men, for them to be able to have a second or a third chance because of some, uh, because some something on their record, felonies or whatever. Now, I found out that there are some jobs that will hire you even if you have had a felony. I found that out myself. Matter of fact, I had one specifically tell me. He said he got a record as long as a uh, death row record label. But he said, you know what, I'm going to always have me a job because I know where to go. He's not too proud to accept a job for him to be able to get on his feet. But sometimes we scared to eat a little humble pie. Sometimes we are scared to, well, you know, that's beneath me. You know what? Sometimes our situation will cause us to accept whatever is given to us. So you think about it, a lot of times there's so many guys I know they got babies all galore. They got babies everywhere. And so what happened? Even though they may have a, a job, but that child support is eating up their check. And you know what? You can't blame the white man. can't blame the black man. Sometimes those are just the consequences of our choices. We got to start learning to keep our pencil in our pocket. I'll say it like that. I'm going to say it like this. Being real, I know a lot of times people may listen uh, over the pulpit or whatever, but I'm going to talk to you not just as Reverend Prater. I'm going to talk to you as Brother Prater. I'm going to talk to you as June right now. I'm going to say it like this to my brothers that are watching. I want y'all to think about this. Men have two heads and both of them fight for seniority. And a lot of times we allow the one below our pants to win, to make the decisions for us. And you know what? We got to deal with the consequences of that. It's time for us as men start using our brains. You know, right now, don't you know, society may feel like all they need to do to manipulate men, to con men, is to put something pertaining to sex. A lot of times, us as men, you know what? We're driven by it's so frustrating where if they feel like if they want to market something to target men, use alcohol, sex, or liquor. Well, alcohol, sex, or tobacco. You know, if you think about it, you look at the magazines and talk about cars. What do they put on earth? They put a nice fancy car with a half-naked female. In other words, they feel like to win the power of a man you get right here, not in this head. You get into his imagination pertaining to sex, pornography. But, you know, it's time for us as men, for us to be able to stand up and be the men that God called for us to be. How is that? By letting people know, you know what? You don't win me by that. First and foremost, us as men, we got to start letting people know, hey, look here, I'm saving myself until I get married. 
it don't make you less than a man. It don't make you a punk to tell women I'm holding myself because we as men, we got to understand how valuable our seeds are. Let me tell you something. Don't you know right now you're so valuable but a lot of times, you don't know your value, but I guarantee you, a young lady that's trying to come up, she know your value. She, you know what she'll do? Not all not all women. I'm just saying a manipulative one. What she would do, she would try to lay with you, have sex with you, and have your baby. Think about it. She would try to have your baby. Why? Because now she knows she can win you over through sex, but now she got something that's more valuable than you realize. She got your seed. Your seed is your future. Your seed, when they talk about your seed, that means your sperm. That means your offsprings. A lot of us as men, we got to understand that our seeds are important. So in order for a lot of times the manipulative women to get a man, they'll lay with them, they'll talk sweet nothings to them. They'll build them, they'll build them up a little bit, not realizing all she wants is your seed. She don't want you. She wants your seed. That way she can get whatever she can out of you. Not all women are like that. See, I'm going to say it like this. A woman would do that, but a lady won't. So it's our responsibility as men to understand the value of our seed, the value of our loins. But until you understand and accept our responsibility, accept your responsibility as a man, a real man. You keep yourself until God leads you to the right one. And when he leads you to the right one, you still do your homework. Because not only are you observing her, but you have to allow her to observe you. We as men have to be responsible. There's someone saying right now, a lot of men don't know their worth of value. Most don't know that they're deserving of a good woman. Most take the path to less resistance. Amen. You know what? A lot of times we do want the easy chick. Get this. We'll deal with the easy chick. We'll play with the easy chick. We'll play with her mind, thinking that we'll just play with her until someone better comes. Or we'll play with her until a wife material comes. But guess what? We are lying to ourselves and we're lying and manipulating on the one that's of less resistance. And you think about it. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your seed. You're wasting your loins. You're wasting your something you can't get back, your time. You can get money back, but you can't get time back. But also, if, I'm going to tell you this. In the Bible, it tells us the man that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. What does that mean? The man can be able to identify wife material. But if he's able to identify wife material, that means he's ready because he's husband material. But you can't be husband material while you're playing with a little girl. You can't be husband material while you're playing games. See, we are responsible. We are going to be responsible for our family. We're going to be the protectors, the providers. So how in the world can you provide a future for your future bride when you plan house with a woman, a little girl? Well, now, when I say little girl, I'm not talking about age. 
We talking about maturity. But if you playing games with a little girl and you talking about that little girl, then that means you a little boy. So us as men, we got to start keeping ourselves. Oh, sorry. We got to start keeping ourselves until we get married. I wanted to say something about this. You know, right now the big topic in, in churches right now, pornography, abuse, but also something else a lot of times we don't really talk about, sex trafficking. Sex trafficking, which is the same thing as prostitution. But you think about this is something that God hit me with today, and I want I didn't get a chance to write it on my notes, but I wanted to make sure to acknowledge it. I'm going to say it exactly how God gave it to me. I'm pulling it up right now. I, guess, I didn't get a chance to put it in my notes, but this is fresh off the press. This is what God showed me. Pertaining to sex, pertaining to um, sex trafficking, pertaining to prostitution, it's the same thing as looking at supply and demand. Right now, they're supplying the sex, the pornography to us. Why? Because the demand is so high. But what would happen if the men stand up and say, enough is enough? This may not be my daughter. This may not be my wife, but that's somebody else's daughter. If we can tell the supplier that we will no longer be in demand of your products, you know what's going to happen? Right now, change will come in our communities. Change will come in our nations. Change will come within our homes, within our churches. If the men would stand up and say, I will no longer buy sex, I'm going to wait for my wife. And guess what? Not just be waiting for my wife, but also if I am married, I'm going to be devoted to my wife. If we start doing that, then the demand of sex, of pornography, of prostitution will no longer exist. And if the demand is cut off, then that means the supply must change. You know, I found out like when a product in the store, when it's a hot commodity, not only they going to, sometimes they may have it on sale for a little bit to give you a bait to let you know, hey, look, this is how it tastes. This is this how it's going to be. And then when they know they can make money off of it, then they're going to have it sky high because they know that somebody's going to have to buy it. Look at gas. I don't care how high gas may be. We all know that we're going to make our ends meet to get some gas. Well, the same thing pertaining to sex, the same thing pertaining to prostitution, if we can say, you know what, we no longer are in demand of somebody else's daughter. We are real men. We're going to stand up and be the men that God called for us to be, and not only for us to stand up, but now we're going to hold the women that may even be selling their bodies in the street. We're going to let them know, hey, look here. We're not trying to give you money for sex, but let me give you something that you will need. We're going to give you your real work your real value. We're not going to talk you out of your clothes and pay you. No. What we're going to do, we're going to pay you to keep your clothes on. We don't need, we're not driven by sex. We're driven by God. And also for us to realize that it's important for us where if we're able to stand up and let these people know that's not our identity or that's not what we desire, then that's going to help the young ladies to understand their worth, their value, and help them to understand, you know what? I may not appreciate who I am, but they appreciate me. So maybe I'm living a life that God did not call me to be. I am sick and tired. 
I'm so sick and tired of us as men falling for the okie doke and we're manipulating, we're conning, we're hurting somebody's daughter. It may be my daughter, it may be somebody's daughter, it may be your niece, it may be your 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 granddaughter, it may be somebody that you love that may be out there. And you know what? Even for those guys who may be into prostitution, may be into buying uh, prostitutes, uh, even doing favors for them for sexual gain. You know what? If you're doing that, then that then you're saying that it's permitted for that to be allowed in my family. I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it like this: What you're doing to somebody else's daughter, you give a permission to somebody to do that to your daughter. What you're doing to somebody's granddaughter, you're giving permission for somebody to do that to your granddaughter. Whatever you're doing to somebody's niece, somebody's sister, you're allowing that to be done to your niece or your sister. But real men don't do that. That's a boy. That's an untrained boy. But I also will say this. It's going to take a man to raise that boy. I don't care how good of a mother you may be. But it's going to take a man to help raise that boy. You know, I found out what really what really hurt boys when they time for them to grow up is so many women, and being real, sometimes it's even the mothers. So many of the mothers, they baby these boys. So many of the mothers, they speak up for these boys and not allowing the man to come in and help raise these boys to become men. They feel like, oh, but he's too hard. He's too hard on him. No, you know what? You don't know what it takes to be a man. A man or a man and woman are made from different cloths. So I don't care how good a mother is, a real seasoned mother realizes that she can't raise their boy to become a man. But what she may do, if the father is not active in his life, you know what she's going to do? She's going to make sure that there is some man that have access to her boy to become a man. It may be somebody within the church. It may be somebody within the community. It may even be somebody within her family. It might be her brother. It might be her grandfather. But she's going to make sure that a real man has access to him. But women, please, 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 we have to allow these men to speak up for themselves. As long as a boy... I'll say it like this. As long as a woman is speaking up for a man, it could be her son. It could even be her man. You are preventing him for him to acknowledge or know his voice, for him to exercise his voice. As long as you're speaking up for a man, you're handicapping him from his responsibility of authority. Now, that doesn't mean, like I always say, that doesn't mean that man is a dictator and all that stuff. No, but a man is supposed to be the protector. And he, a lot of times, not just protects physically, but also audibly. So as women, we have to allow the men to even raise your son, to raise your brother, now, we're talking about a real man. We're talking about somebody that you know, someone you have checked out, someone that has proven themselves, not just anybody. We've seen, matter of fact, so much crime going on. I've been reading so many of these girls' boyfriends killing the children. 
you know, is is so stagnant. But my question is to these women: Are you doing your homework on these guys? Apparently not. I've seen so many of these women make excuses for these guy. Well, you know, he got a history. Of, okay, he been in prison. What he been in prison for? You got to check him out. Do your homework, and also notify some people. And don't just go by what they say. Do your homework. It's time for us as men. There's a big void, a big gap in the community because there is no men right now. Matter of fact, the other day when I was talking, when I was telling y'all about the guy that was kind of telling me his his uh, background and all that stuff. This is something I often question the guys. Right now, do you vote? Some of them, well, no, no, ain't gonna, ain't gonna vote me. It don't matter. You know, they gonna put in the office where they. No, 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 no. Your voice is your vote. That's your voice, your vote. But let's just say, if you don't like how things are since in society, have you gone to see the hall? Do you know who your representatives are? Well, no, that ain't my responsibility. You know, they're going to do, no, 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 no. It's our responsibility as men to start learning who represents us. And if you don't like what's going on in your community, how about you start running for office? Let's do that. If you can't run for office because of your history, because of your past, then what you need to do, you get some guys that are just like you who may have a history, who may have some uh, something on their background that's preventing them from doing what they need to do in politics. You know what you need to do? You need to groom somebody, take somebody under your wings, and teach them and help them to understand what you're dealing with, but also you make sure that you cover them so that way their record can be clean so they can start running for office. That's what you need to do. But a lot of us, we make excuses. You know, I was I mentioned earlier about the grooming. You know, one of the things I, I drill this to my son. If you if you stop my son, he would tell you what are my beliefs when it comes down to pants. If your pants have a loop, you got to wear a belt. We have changed from the 1950s and 60s to right now. You very rarely see young people dressed. Where they're they're, they, they're about to go somewhere. I would look at it like this: dress like you're going on an interview. Think about that. Dress like you're going on an interview. Now I'm not saying it's nothing. It's nothing wrong with sometimes us as guys having shorts and and all that stuff, you know. But be presentable. But when you get ready to do something to go somewhere in public, the reason why I say dress like you're going on an interview, because don't you know right now. You are a brand. We as men are brands. And what we do is the product of what society will need in the future, even in the present, from us. So you represent not just yourself, but you represent your family. You represent nations. We as men, we represent nations. I'm going to say this. You know, first of all, when you look at it, a lot of us as men, when women pray, 
women pray pertaining to things in the home, pertaining to the children, pertaining to the affairs of the home. But when it comes down to men, when you look in the Bible, when it comes down to men in prayer, when it comes down to men in prayer, it covers nations. It's very broad. So as men, we represent so much more than we been, we realize or a lot of people realize. But those that are really in tune with God and themselves and understand about potential and goals, they understand. They know. But I want to share this with you. The reason why I was mentioning about we cover nations and we represent nations, this is something I want people to understand. I say it like this. Anytime a woman have multiple children by different men, don't you know you have different nations within your home? Now, I do understand things may happen where, um, let's just say, the child's father may have passed away. Or sometimes we may have done things in the past that we might have, you know, regretted. But then all of a sudden you meet someone else and you have children. You have children by another man. And then you have children by another man. Then you have children by another man. But don't you know those are different nations. Each child that comes from a man that represents a tribe. And so that's why for us to understand the importance of men. If men stand up and be responsible and understand who they are and their value and the value of their seed, then they will be more careful, not just in who they sleep with, but also who they date and marry. In other words, they won't take it lightly. If we understand that it is so serious that it's important for us to understand and Really take seriously, even who we dating. We won't be taking dating lightly. And I'm not blaming the women. No. I'm holding the men accountable because this is what? This is your seed. This is your child, your offspring. I see a lot of time on TV uh, the show called Paternity Court. And it's no doubt who the woman is. It's no doubt who the mother is. But there's always a doubt pertaining to the man. And I've seen so many times on the show where the men, well, you know, uh, the judge asks, well, were y'all were y'all dating? The woman says, oh, excuse me, were y'all in a relationship? The woman says, yes. The man said, no, no, no. You know, it was just, you know, something to do to pass time. No, you don't do that. Listen, we are investors. And men, not only are we investors, but we have the investment. We have the investment, which are our seeds. We have to be careful. We have to understand how valuable we are. We as men, we have to start being responsible. We got to start also appreciating and acknowledging other brothers that are doing something with their life, that are productive, that understand their values and goals. I get tired of so many of us guys. We hating on each other. You know, every time, matter of fact, and I tell people, whenever you enter a room, you acknowledge yourself. Hey, how you doing? You know, hey, how y'all doing? 
Ain't nothing wrong with greeting the people that you, even if you don't know them. So what? Introduce them to who you are. I ain't saying nothing. Well, what if they don't respond back? So what? Still, to me, it's it's kind of funny to me when I say, hey, how y'all doing? And nobody respond back. You know what? I keep, hey, how y'all doing? Y'all doing all right? I'll say it again. Did y'all hear me? Okay. But say what? You know, that's not going to make me stop doing what I'm doing. But us and men, we got to be consistent because you never know. You never know that person that you might have greeted. That might be the one that God has something for you that's going to bless you by your obedience. So we as men, we got to start doing better by not just knowing who we are, but we got to start treating our women right. We got to start treating our women with respect. Do they deserve respect? Yes. A lot of them they have earned respect, but even if you feel like they don't deserve respect, it's your responsibility as men to give them respect in spite of who they are, in spite of how they act. You know, I found out a lot of times, even when it pertains to a lot of the women's behavior, a lot of times when you trace it, when you get to the root of it, a lot of times it's because of some man. It could have been their ex-boyfriend, ex-husband. It could have even been their father. It might have been some hurt by a man. It could have been some man may have said something disrespectful or done something disrespectful. But in spite of her behavior, introduce her to a real man, what a real man is. See, a real man, he's going to hold the door for a young lady, regardless if he knows her or not, and he ain't trying to get into her panties. A real man don't have no hidden agenda. A real man going to speak up and look at you eye to eye. A real man is going to uphold integrity, respect. A real man don't play games. A real man going to tell you how it is. Like the Bible said, let your yes be yes and let your no be no. A man, is, a real man is going to tell you. He's not going to be up for games. A real man going to be transparent. A real man is going to tell you, you know what? I'm sorry. I made a mistake. But we have to start doing that because right now, if we don't do that, then where would our society be? It would go right down the toilet. See, when I go to work, I have to think about this. When I go to work, I'm at the age now, I'm a few more years away from being retired. But every time I go to work and I see these young guys that come to jail, 18, 19, 20 years old, excuse me, the thing I have to think about, these guys are at the age where they could be at my doorstep, ask for my daughter's hand in marriage. That's scary. So in other words, a lot of these guys, they may not have had their father in their home. I've had plenty from the time that I've been working up there. They have told me they didn't know. And they were sincere. And not a lot of them, not just in the jail, they have told me that. There have been a lot of guys in the street. You know, it's easy for me to talk, hey, man, look at that guy over there. You know, he got his pants back and he's playing on loud music and stuff. But if you know that he's doing that, instead of talking about him, a real man, you know what to do? Hey, hey, let me talk to you, brother. Hey, how you doing, man? Intr- let me introduce myself. I'm so-and-so, so-and-so. I, I want to share something with you. Can- do you mind if I kick some knowledge to you? You know, talk to them. See, real love will reach out. That's, you know, uh, we often hear in the Bible, we often hear the word rebuke. We think it's something harsh, whatever. No, it just simply means to correct. It's just like if I, if I say, 
two plus two is nine. And somebody come out, no, 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 it ain't nine, it's four. Two plus two is four. Oh, okay, okay. Now, see, I would just correct it. You know, if you want to say rebuke, yeah, I was rebuked. But we do it in love. So when we see a young brother, when we see a young, when I say brother, like I said, that's of any race or culture. But when we see a young man, and he's not coming up to standard, if he's doing something that's underneath him, if he's doing something where he's not really reaching his potential or doing something that's really his potential, real love would say, can I talk to you for a minute? Hey, you know what? Bob Burger, come on over here at my treat. I want to talk to you for a minute. Real men would do that. And you know what? They will respect you even more. You have earned their respect by you showing love and telling them in a respectful way. But a lot of times what we do, say, man, you know, you need to blah, 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 blah. And they're not listening to what we're saying. They listen to our tone. And now we have turned them off with our tone, and not even they're not even listening to our words. And now when we think we're being helpful, now we're becoming confrontational. Why? Because we're not stepping to him in love. We're talking to him in disrespect. They're not disrespecting us. We're actually disrespecting them. So we need to start not just taking these young brothers under our wing and really just talk to them because a lot of times they may not know. A lot of times they may not have been educated the way that we might have. I grew up in a time where, you know, I think, like I said, I thank God for my father. My father was so much of an example to me. And even to this day, for me to be able to remember some of the things that he shared with me, and like I said, we were just with him a few minutes ago, but he made me think I can't, a lot of times we may have taken it lightly. We may take it for granted, but the things that we take for granted, it might be something that somebody else did not get. We may have been privileged to something that other guys may not have. Um, so with that, for us to be the men that God called for us to be, we got to start doing the right thing. And I'm going to say something that might be offensive to some people. We got to stop being so angry. Why are we angry? Why are we angry? Why are we, you know, I remember back in the day. Now, it's it's one thing to have a serious, distinguished look. But now, every time you see these, even rap magazines, these guys, they everything about anger, rage. Hey, man, put a smile on your face, man. Hey, man. You know, like I said, you're a brand. You're a brand. And you're more than a number. I don't care what your past was. I don't care if you're in prison right now. You're more than just a number. You're somebody's father. You're somebody's son. You're somebody's uh, mentor. I mean, you got to look at you got to look at not just who you are right now, but you got to look at who you're becoming. You're more than just some dude who may have had a bad past or may have made some mistakes in your past. You're somebody of value. If you have woken up, if God has woken you up, then he has given you another chance. You got to start appreciating the other chance. But I'm going to say this. Even if you may have a past, even if you may have a track record, it may be difficult for you to be able to get a job as good as somebody else. I do want to say this. 
a lot of times we're waiting upon people to give us stuff. But you know what? What if God has prevented them giving you something for you to start working on you getting something for yourself? That's one of the things I found out. See, a lot of times we're so easy to give up. But what if God want to see how bad do you want it? I found out there are things that we may want in life. Something, it takes work. And a lot of times the thing that it takes work, it actually reveals our worth. How bad do we want it? How bad is our worth or how, how valuable is our worth? But also how valuable is the worth of what we're trying to obtain? So we have to realize it's more than what we see in the mirror. I'm more than what you may be looking at right now. See, you may see the results of who I am, but you don't really see who I am. I don't really see who you are. I may just see the results of who you are. You know, I think about Prince. Prince, for those who have ever seen him, Prince is five, well, five foot four, five foot three, five foot four. Short guy, thin guy, but as small of a statue or as small of a frame that he had, he produced so much out of him. What came out of him was way beyond what we could ever imagine. His lyrics, his piano talent, musical talent, his business savvy. It was so much more than we could actually imagine. And somebody so small to can produce so much. Well, if he had that much within him and he did not allow his his height or his size, his frame to limit him. What about us? Are we going to allow our past to limit us? No. What if God is not going to allow you to get a job over here? What if he wants you to get your own, make your own job? What if there are so many other people who may have a felony, who may have a hard time getting proper housing or who may have a hard time uh, getting a, a job, a suitable job to provide for their family? What if God wants you to band together with other guys that are like-minded like you, that have the same history, the same past as you, for y'all to be able to create a movement? I want y'all to think about it. Think about that word, movement. A lot of times, we get stuck right there, and because somebody not giving us something, we end up taking it illegally, or we end up allowing ourselves to be paralyzed and go back to our past. When God wants us to move, and that move will require us to get into a movement, and that movement is internal that will become external. Whatever you may be dealing with, whatever you may be thinking about, so what? My question is, what are you going to do about it? How bad do you want it? So like I said, we got we to gotta stop the excuses. We got to stop falling for the okie doke. We got to stop falling for the same old trick day in and day out. But we have to make sure that we do things God's way and understand that God can help us. There's an old saying that God help those who help themselves. Yes, he will. Right now, I want to go ahead and go to the phone lines. I'm going to allow those who may be on the line to come on in and share what they want to say. Uh-oh. 
Welcome to Reconnect Podcast. You're on the air with Brother Prater. How you doing today? Everything's fine, Brother Prater. Really enjoying the show tonight. There's a lot of good points you made. A lot of excellent information is given out on on uh, respect and how to groom yourself to be a man and not a boy. That's excellent. I'd just like to add that um, one of the main aspects that uh, we give to a kid when a kid sees us how we deal with the female. You treat your wife with respect, he, he going to treat his wife with respect. Mm-hmm. The greatest uh, image that you can project is one of action and not mouth. A lot of times you show, you show an example. You demonstrate the example on how to be a man, how to respect women, including your wife, how to respect kids, how to be respectful with your your language. Mm-hmm. It is very important. That you walk what you talk. Don't only yeah. say it, you demonstrate it. And when you do that, you've done a significant amount to have that kid on the right track. But when you're saying one thing and doing another thing, you know, getting mad at mommy and calling her the B word, you know, because, you know, they ain't ready on time before you can even find out why it's not ready, because she got a job just like you done. You know, there's so many things that we overlook that might be affecting our kids. But, but there's mm-hmm. none than setting the example. Set the example. Show this kid by example, not by mouth, because a lot of times you you fall back on your word. And once they see that, it, it, it's, it's insignificant on what he view you as because you are demonstrate, not demonstrating what you're talking Hmm. You know, that that is so important. I'm so glad that you're on the air. You're on the air so that way because I wanted to make sure that I got input too. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the other thing, I wanted to make sure that um, I want to bring up, and by all means, you're welcome to uh, give your input too. We as men, we have to start learning how to resolve conflict. I think that's one of the biggest things that – that really hinder us as men, we don't resolve conflict properly. And when we don't know how to resolve conflict, then, of course, then we're not able to express ourselves the way that we should. And then, like you was mentioning, that's why a lot of times instead of us expressing ourselves and verbalizing how we feel and what we want to say, what happens because we don't know how to resolve conflict, then what do we do? We, 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 we just F it. You know, we end up cussing and cursing out our young ladies. We end up saying disrespectful things and also disrespecting ourselves. But, you know, for us to be able to resolve conflict, that doesn't mean that you're going to always have the last word. Sometimes the last word ain't the best word. Sometimes silence, sometimes us remaining silent until the appropriate time but number one, being prayerful about the time, but also for us to be able to start really just praying and ask God to help us to get to the root of whatever problem that it is. Because a lot of times, if we listen, 
if we listen to someone who may have a conflict with us, regardless if it's the opposite sex or the same sex, another guy. A lot of times we need to start asking God to help us to have to understand the heart of the conversation. Because a lot of times we're just taking things at surface value and come to find out that's not really the real problem. So, but as men, if we can start, you know, even telling another brother, hey, man, you know what? I mean, you no harm, man. You know, can I talk to you? You know, but a lot of times, what do we do? We tell everybody else what the problem is, but we don't deal with it ourselves. You know, that rascal look like I was um like I've been cut off, but I'm gonna keep it going. Um, you know, it's important for us to be able to really just go into what the real problem is in our life, and if we can go into go into prayer, go and talk to God about whatever it is to help us to be able to articulate, for us to be able to really just get into what's really the problem is, then that will help us, but that way we won't have hypertension, our blood pressure up. We can be able to articulate how we feel and express how we feel. You know, that really means a lot. We're able to really just break down and examine ourselves for us to be able to look at what the problem is so that we can be able to start addressing it. But until we do that, we're going to always be angry. We're going to always say other, other, other cuss word that we can think of. And we're actually doing more harm to ourselves than good. So that's something we really have to uh, just get, just do better at. You know, I know that's 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 the best way I can say it. We need to do better. Um, we're gonna we're gonna continue. We're gonna continue. Um, the episode like it cut off, but we're gonna continue to go. But along with along with the conflict, resolving conflict, one of the things we have to realize that we're not going to be young forever. We have to be able to start looking into the future. You know, uh, I found out a lot of times, a lot of times we think that if I just do the right now, everything will be all right. I ain't got to worry about what's going on in the past. I ain't going to think about, see, you only live once but not realizing Whatever you're doing, it's going to catch up with you. Right now, there are a lot of people that have made a permanent decision in a temporary condition. You know, I mentioned earlier about tattoos. And so many guys I know, they regret that they have the tattoos that they have. You know, you know they marked up their face and all this stuff. Or even have joined gangs, put their gang affiliation on their body, and then guess what? Years later, man, I don't deal with them dudes, man. Well, you know, apparently you just put something on your body that you're showing, hey, you pledge allegiance to them. So we got to understand, listen here, other than God, pledge allegiance to nobody but yourself, God, and to your family, your family. You know, but if we start realizing as men that right now, this is the time that we have to start investing in ourselves. And the best investment right now is education. This is regardless of what age that you're at. Education. Educating yourself. You may not be in a school, but ain't nothing wrong with you picking up a book. Library is free. And especially right now, 
a lot of information on on uh, on the internet. We got to start investing in ourselves, and after we invest into ourselves, then we can invest invest into our family, into our children, invest into our neighborhood. You know, you got to think about where you at, where you live. You got to think about that represents you. So my question is, if nobody have ever met you, but people go into your neighborhood, people go into your home, what would they be able to say? Now, I do understand that sometimes situations occur because sometimes we got to live where we can live. Now, even though that may be your neighborhood, but what about your home? You may not be able to change the whole neighborhood by yourself. You can change your home You can change what's within your home You know that old saying You can't stop a bird from flying over your head But you can stop him from building a nest upon your head Well Right now You can't dictate What somebody else do In their backyard Or in their front yard But pertaining to your home You have say so over your home You have boundaries you have legal boundaries within your home that you are insured to have safety and also for no one to infringe upon your rights. Matter of fact, a uh, great minister, uh, Brother Landolph Washington, who's been on the show, he said it so beautifully. He said, your rights end where mine begins. A lot of times people say, well, I got right. I got my freedom of speech. Yeah, you got freedom of speech, but like you said, everybody got to deal with the consequences, too, pertaining to your freedom of speech. I guarantee you right now, if someone go up to the airport because of their freedom of speech, if someone go up there to the airport and say, hey, you know what? I got a bomb. Guess what? With your freedom of speech, you're going to wake up in the ICU. So you got to be mindful of what you say and what you do because it all have consequences. But with that being said, we're going to get ready to wrap up the show, and I hope and pray there is something that was said. Uh, we may even kind of go a little bit more next week pertaining to this, which also I will give you all a little heads up. Next week on the second episode of Going to Father's Day, next week we're going to talk about stepfathers. The topic going to be stepfathers, or what I like to call them, step-up fathers, step-up fathers. So right now, there may be some men who may have watched this and who may feel like, you know what, I may have fallen short. And this is not to put down my my brothers. This is not to put down men. No, this is just in awareness. It's just to acknowledge because, you know what, we all need prayer. And there's a responsibility that's on us. Sometimes that responsibility can be so great, and we might have already have had pressure. You know, I've, I've, I've often have heard guys, good guys, they may have been good, upstanding guys, grew up in church and everything, but they end up linking themselves with the wrong girl, and they end up linking themselves with, with a young lady who mean them no good. They may have linked themselves up to a young lady who may have, you know what? Like I said, bad intentions, good in, bad intentions, not good intentions. But also, on the same token, sometimes a guy can be with the right one, 
but at the wrong timing. Sometimes a guy may have done something wrong. Sometimes a guy may have meant well, but maybe because his approach, his delivery may not been well, what happens? Things go south. But no matter what, no matter what you've dealt with, no matter what it is, God can help us to be the men that he called for us to be and also understand that we have purpose. We have life. And God did design us. He did design us for a purpose in mind. Not for us to be sitting out in the corner just doing nothing. No, we are supposed to be active. There is an agenda. There is a purpose that God has for us, and we have to be busy right now because, unfortunately, I I have to mention this. Unfortunately, I went to court earlier this week, and I heard this detective telling another detective, are we going to hit 40 before this month is out? I'm like, 40? And God told me, hmm, what he meant, and then come to find out, it was revealed. Come to find out, he was asking, are we going to hear 40 murders within one month in Dallas? And guess what? We did. We surpassed 40. We have 40, over 40 murders in the month of May in Dallas. Dallas has become number one in murders in, I, I believe, in the United States. That's heartbreaking. And a lot of them over 50% of them, over 60% are men. Men. Why are we killing each other? It ain't worth it. It's not worth it. You're more valuable. And, and unfortunately, you know what? That means two families. If someone gets killed, that means two families they have lost. Number one, there's someone that have been lost on a physical death. But now, because of the person that killed it, that person now, life is going to be behind bars. Now, even though that person is not dead, but guess what? There's going to be an absence. Why? Because the men have failed. One of the things I always say, men are supposed to be the priests of the house. Men are supposed to be the priests. If you, are, if you want to look at it like this, men are supposed to be the priests or men are supposed to be the pastors of the house. But if the men are continuing to be locked up in jail, then that means the men can't be the priests of the home. In other words, the priest or the pastor of the home is what? Is absent. That means that he's having his congregation without a leader, without a covering. And what happens to a church when there is no head? That means the body falls, the body dies. So even though you may not be a father, but guess what? You may be a father to someone within your community, within your neighborhood. You might be that one that that person may be able to listen to. You might be the one that that that, that person may listen to, that child may listen to. You might be the one that it may reach the one that seems unreachable. And guess what? Some people may feel like that they're unreachable, but guess what? They are teachable, and God has placed you to teach them, to talk to them, to reach out to them. So you can't spend your time or your life in jail behind bars. You have a purpose. God has given you an assignment, but it's your responsibility to seek God and ask him. And also, even if you don't know, ask for help. 
it's our responsibility as men to start acknowledging, you know what, it's time for us to be about God's business and also for us to mentor one another. There's nothing wrong with mentorship. You know what, women, they got their support system, but us as men, where is our support system? At the bar, at the strip club. That ain't helping. That's not helping here or here. But you know what? It's taking money out of our pocket. It's taking, it's robbing us. It's robbing our children. If I wanted to go to the strip club right now, you know what? That money that I'm sending to that stripper, that's not just my money alone. That's my son's money, but also people who have invested into this ministry. Listen here. That money, it came from them, and that's showing that I'm being a bad steward. That being, I'm being a bad manager. And you know what happened with bad management? What happened? They get fired. <laughs> so as men, let's start doing this. Let's look at our credit score. Let's start improving our credit score. Let's look at whatever mistakes that we made in the past, let's go ahead and start correcting them. Let's acknowledge, you know what, I messed up. Let's do this. Let's do this. If there's any young lady that you may have slept with that was not your wife, how about we repent to them, apologize. That doesn't mean that, hey, look here, they may not even accept it, but the main thing, you did your part. As men, if you have slept with a young lady, and you may not be married, but you might be single. But if men go and reach out to the young ladies that we may have been sexually involved with, repent. Let them know, you know what, I made a mistake. You know what, that may bring some healing to that young lady. But also what happened, it helped us as men to be able to handle conflict. Don't you know that that helps you? That helps you to be able to face, to face your mistakes. And when you're able to face your mistakes, it, it empowers you. It strengthens you for the purpose that God has for you. But as long as you're avoiding responsibility, you're avoiding your purpose. When you deny your responsibility, you're denying your you're denying your purpose and you are denying your identity because real men confront their mistakes. Real men confront their problems, their issues. We don't run from it. We face it head on. Even if we can't, even if we're too ashamed, there's nothing wrong with us to, hey, ask for help. So this is something that I want us to do as men I want each and every one of us as men to examine ourselves and ask ourselves, are we living the life that God has for us, or are we living beneath the life that God has for us? If we have wronged anyone, like I said earlier, if we have wronged anyone, let's let's make it right. That doesn't, like I said, that doesn't mean that a lot of it's gonna be received. But the main thing, God gonna bless you for you doing your part. You know, if you broke, if you've done somebody wrong, if you lied upon someone, if you have, well, you might have spoke to this young lady just to get what you can get. Now you got what you wanted and now you're gone. But you know what? 
even if you didn't impregnate her, her blood is on your hands. In other words, you may have created hurt to a young, another young lady. You may have created hurt to somebody's daughter, to somebody's sister. So how about if you introduce her to hurt, how about you introduce her to healing by getting it right? Just apologize. You ain't got to go all the saying to, you know, but see what had happened with no excuses. But see, if you hadn't, no, 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 no. How about we say, you know what? I was young and immature, and I apologize. And I want you to know, young lady, I want you to know that even though I might have treated you wrong, I might have disrespected you, I might have disrespected you, that was not your value. That was not your real worth. So your real worth in me coming to you and tell you that you are somebody valuable. You are a young lady that that God made in his image and likeness. If we can start doing that to these young ladies, and like I said, as long as the man ain't buying sex and pornography, we can shut it down. That money going into pornography and alcohol and stuff, that can go into our communities. That can that can We can change that. If enough men stand up, we can change this nation. We can change this world right side up. We can help these guys to understand, you know what, my brother? Let me help you. Let me help you with your reading, with your writing. Let me help you to read a book. Let me help you. Let me teach you something. Let me teach you who you really are. You know, get into his roots. Help him to understand. I'm gonna say this, and we're gonna get ready to have a word of prayer. But I do want you to say, I do, I do want you to know this. A lot of times, we as men, we have failed our responsibility in teaching other young men about their roots, their heritage. Now, I'm not saying, well, you know what, this is this is black power, and you know we're superior. No, 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 no. We ain't even talking about no racist stuff either. And I'm gonna say it like this: all races are important. And matter of fact, especially when I run into some, there are some people that of a different race, I'll say it like that, some of a different race, they can't stand looking at me because of my race. I love I love messing with them. I tell them, hey, how you doing? I touch them. Yes, I will. Is it wrong? Hey, hey, they shouldn't be feeling that way. <laughs> hey, how you doing? I, I extend to try to shake their hand. Some of them, they get nervous. You know, some, oh, no. How you doing? I look at them eye to eye. Re- I have to say, real men, we're teaching these young guys, when somebody talking to you, make eye contact. You make sure that that person has your full attention. You make sure you listen. And if you don't understand, don't assume. If you don't understand, repeat. Is, it, is that what you're saying? Okay, is that what you mean? Okay. Well, we want to make sure we have an understanding. So I just had to say that out. I just had to put it out there. But regardless of what you're facing, Men, you may have a history, but you have to understand God has history too. And also God has a future for you. So regardless of what you dealt with, regardless of what you did in your past, God can help you and heal you and for you to be the man and receive the purpose and plan that he has for you. But also what we got to do, we got to repent. We got to make it right. We got to admit our mistakes. We got to admit we have messed up. And once you admit it and acknowledge it, then you can be helped. 
but also for those who may be watching, those who may be listening, whatever situation that you're dealing with, there's nothing too hard for God. There may be some who may be listening who may say, you know what, well, you know, will God forgive me because of my mistakes? Yes, he will. If you go and talk to him and let him know you need your you need forgiveness. But as God forgives you, you forgive yourself. Don't beat yourself up. And also for those who may have been affected by a man, uh, about a young man that may be in training, I want you to understand that even though those things may have transpired, that's not your identity. That's women or men. But whatever you may be dealing with, there may be somebody that may be uh, in need of a job. There's nothing too hard for God. God will lead you to the right one. You know, for those who may be, uh, you know, what what can I do to be saved? You know, I've been hearing uh, people talk about Jesus. What can I do to be saved? Romans 10 and 9 tells us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ thy Savior and believe in the heart that God will raise him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So realize that there's nothing too hard for God. And know that God is here to help you and to cover you, and he wants an intimate relationship with you. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. God, we come to you right now, God. We need you like never before, God. God, we not only do we need you, but we want you in our lives, God. God, we ask, Lord, to help us as men, God, to stand up and be accountable for God, we speak, God, that you help us, God, to be accountable, God, but also, God, help us, God, and teach us how to be men, God. Teach us, God, your ways, God. Teach us, God, the things that we need to know, God, so we can do what you want us to do, God. Help us, God, to get out of complacency, God. Help us, God, to get out of the unconcerned spirit, God. God, help us, God, to be responsible, God. And God, help us, God, to be proactive, God, not inactive, God. God, help us, God, to stand up, God, and be the responsible men that you help us to be, God. Help us, God, to be the person, God, that people can look up to, God, that will emulate you, God. Help us, God, to be able to have our lives, God, to reflect you, God, and help us, God, to be the people, God, that are people of integrity, God, people of ethics, God, people, God, that we can be the leaders, God, for our nation, for our homes, God, for our communities, God, for our churches, for our families right now. In the name of Jesus, instead of buying everything you stand for, we bind every problem, we bind every confusion right now. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing, God. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do, God. Thank you, Lord, for helping us, God. Thank you, Lord, for the testimony that's coming from this, God. God, we speak, God. Help us, God. To even apologize, God, for those that we have wronged, God. If there's anyone that we have done wrong, God, help us, God, to repent to you, God, and to apologize to them, God. Help us, God, in every aspect of our life, God. God, we speaking, God, that you regulate our mind, God. Help us, God, with our focus, God. Help us to not give up, God. Help us, God, to refrain from temptation right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, help us, God, to hold ourselves sexually until we get married, God, and help us, God, to be faithful and committed to one, God, to one lady, God, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do right now. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank you all for 
tuning in and listening and who supported this program. If you have any suggestions on future topics, feel free to contact me on Facebook on Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P as in Paul, R-A, T as in Tom, E-R. Uh, you can see my daily devotions and uh, videos on my page, or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. That's Brother Prater. Or you can go to my website, which is Brother Prater, www.brotherprater.org. You will see my daily devotions and upcoming events, also my personal appearances. Or you can go to the store section on my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood, which will also be a great stocking stuffer for Father's Day. A Few Good Men was written to inform men the needs and responsibilities towards their families, their children, their spouse, or even their children's mother to inform women the needs of men and to give single women the qualities of a potential future husband or father to present or future children. I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you and good night. Good night. Good night. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.